Ow! Hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? There are 30,000 agents here that you could send them to. Why us? Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your commission. We'll also make you look really good to your client. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com slash referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Industry Headlines. He's Kevin Kaufman. I'm Fred Weaver. And uh, this is where we take a look at roughly the last week in the real estate mortgage industry and bring you some of the top headlines so you don't have to read all that stuff. All right, so here we go. Yeah, so Uh, Tweener, right? So Tweener offering a housing solution. Is that like an age group? Tweener. I thought it was. Tweener Homes. Okay, I don't know. Like, anyway, so Tweener Homes, another essentially like kind of uh, disruptor in the Phoenix area. We'll tell you more about that. Fathom Realty was in the news this week. Um, as was the CFPB and debt-to-income ratios. So that's what we got for you here this week. Hmm. I feel like we'll talk about that before. All right, so tweener. What the hell is a tweener, Fred? Well, there's a gentleman that, and I don't recall his entire background, but from what I can see, I don't know that he has a ton of like background in real estate, but he recognized there was a growing need in the real estate market. Like if you sell a house and haven't located your new one yet, um, like, and you don't have the equity for a bridge loan and some of the other options that are out there, you recognize there was a need for sort of like temporary housing for that. So you're in between, or you've been, uh, you know, relocated to another part of the country and you don't want to live in one of those like long-term stays. So tweener housing is housing specifically built for people that are going to be there for a short period of time and are in between, uh, one residence and the unknown next residence. Awkward term leases. We can call it that. Awkward yeah. term leases. Yeah. Actually, like- it's funny. A buddy of mine who sells real estate here in the Phoenix market, you know, him, Steve, uh, him and I were talking about, he, he had just purchased a rental property, him and his wife did, mm-hmm. and he found himself renting it, um, for the first, I, I don't know how long to a couple of his clients who were relocation yeah. clients, actually, who had like weird needs, like two months and four months and yeah. Seven months, just weird states that you don't normally find in your, you know, it's like too long for, uh, for like the Airbnb, but it's not long. It's like not your regular rent either. So. Yeah. In the case of tweener, I'll just end with this. Um, the houses are fully furnished. So you walk in and you leave the house exactly as you found it and you yeah, walk out. So it's cool. not, it's not moving stuff in and out. Like it's, it's, it's a tweener house. So anyway, I thought it was kind of interesting. Generally like the extended stay hotel type of type of model, but a little bit nicer. So I think we'll see more of this. All right. So Fathom Realty IPO filing um, Mm -hmm. and more importantly, it's not news necessarily. Maybe it is to you that Fathom was going to be going public, but so what what, what is Fathom? Fathom Realty is a flat fee virtual brokerage uh, real estate. I was asking that like, I, cause I really don't know. So yeah, thanks so, for educating me. So they've, they've grown quite a bit, right? Yep. Um, but the news with this is, is their S one filing, which is what the document is that they've got to file with the, uh, the securities and exchange uh, commission. Right. So their losses have just continued to grow. Now their revenue is growing, but their losses unfortunately are starting to widen quite a bit. So that's, that's, that's a little bit of an issue. So, um, they revealed like their losses for last year were up to, 2.6 million, um, which it's funny. That doesn't sound like a big loss when you think about like tech companies, but this is a real estate company. It's a real estate brokerage that's built off a of flat fee, low dollar cost to the agent. So there's not a lot of income really. So many things I could say about that model, but apparently there are people there that are joining. Um, however, they're not bringing in enough revenue to cover the expenses. Yeah. So All they're right. going public. Um, unfortunately for them, as their revenue increases, their losses are actually increasing too. So they're not, unfortunately they're growing losses are growing at a bigger rate than their revenue is. So um, hopefully going public, I guess maybe is the answer for them. I don't know. 
I'm not sure. All right. So uh, lastly, this is more on the mortgage side of things. Gets a little bit uh, heavy for me and my taste, even though I have a mortgage background. But the CFPB is planning to eliminate debt to income requirements for QM lending rules. So first of all, you got to understand QM lending rules only apply to certain banks. Fannie and Freddie, as an example, are you know exceptions to that rule. So like B of A, Quicken, Wells Fargo, Caliber Home Loans, Mortgage Bank Association, all these people have been complaining to the National Fair Housing Alliance, uh, or asking, the, excuse me, and the National Fair Housing Alliance, they've been complaining to the CFPB, like, hey, like let up on some of this DTI stuff, basically is what they've been saying. And apparently they're being heard. So I don't want to go out and say like there will be no consideration for if you can pay your debt back because of course there's going to be a uh, like you got to prove well, that you can pay point, your debt someone's back. Someone's not going to lend you money if you don't if you don't have the ability to repay. But they're going to shift the rules like this whole hard and fast with 43% DTIs and stuff like that. Wow. You know, seems like some of that stuff is potentially changing. This is the scary part to me. Okay. Okay, I'm not saying this is bad or good. I'm not. I'm not here to say that. Uh, and I think Quicken Loans is maybe shouldn't isn't going to be in this part of my opinion. But I think of like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, uh, companies like that, right? I think part of this is why they they need to be more conservative than say a Quicken Loans, in my opinion, okay. or uh, just a straight mortgage bank, is because like they have our deposit money. Right. right. They're loaning based off. Of you know what money they also money. have? They have lots of government money that they never gave back from like 15 years ago. Yeah, there's that. I'm not bitter about that yeah. still at all so, as a consumer. But that, that, so that's my problem, right? That, yeah. that, that's my, or not my problem. Like, that's my question. That's where I go, hold on a second. Let's slow down. Is this good? I can see they're, they're complaining going, Hey, I want to be able to offer loans to people with a slightly higher DTI so I can make more money. It is how they make money. Correct. Um, we want to have a competitive landscape and yet I don't know when you, when the rest of your money is built off of consumer deposits. Like that's just scary to me. So I don't know. I don't know what the hell this means. I, yeah. We, I, honestly, I don't, I don't claim to be uh, the foremost expert in this particular topic, but it's a big thing in the news right now. You've got the largest lenders, you know, outside of the Fannie and Freddie, right? Like publicly facing guys that are saying, Hey, like, let's make this more competitive. They, they feel it's unfair, right? So it'd be interesting to see what comes of this. Sounds like some rule changes are happening. What those will be, we'll see. Um, does it actually affect uh, borrower's ability to, to get stuff or does it just create more banks that can, you know, offer more comparable products to the masses? We'll see. I don't know, we'll tell. see. Either way, I'd still like my bailout from 15 years ago, if you're listening, the United States federal government. Um, you build they're still, out countrywide, you build out B of A, they're you, still busy you stealing build out money from family Ch Chase by EMC at a discount. Like, I'd like my money. And Washington Mutual. Washington Mutual. I'd like my money. I don't know. Some of you guys are like, what are you guys talking about? See you next week, guys. Thanks Have for joining day. us for Industry Headlines. Hey, that's it for today. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. If you found this valuable, do us a favor. Please review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share this with your friends. And for more great content, check out KevinAndFred.com. That's KevinAndFred.com. We'll see you soon.